0: John hi Merlin how's it going good how are you going <laughs> do you wish sometimes that I had never taken you to the computer store to buy a computer
1: do you ever think I, do you ever think maybe that's where it all went wrong I wonder I wonder there are so many musicians and people my age from my walks of life who did not really make the transition to computers very gracefully mm-hmm. And I wonder if you hadn't held my hand through all of that. I'm so sorry. Whether I'm so I would, sorry, I held your hand. <laughs> whether I would be sitting at my Mac Classic two, like pecking out Facebook posts, and like you know, you know what the country needs—more mm-hmm. checks mix—and <laughs> and not you know not, I wouldn't have turned into this scion of the internet. Oh, you're a scion. Of the internet, scion of the internet. Yeah, that's hmm. what you. That's what you did to me. You made me out of out of bits and parts that you found. Oh, uh, you think you're like a you're like a, an electronics golem? <laughs> I'm a golem,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna save the village? I have yeah. recently <laughs> discovered that Pop-Tarts has stopped <laughs> making their Concord grape flavor. That's you. That's me. It's Frankenstein. Mm, actually. Oh. So, yeah, here I am. I mean, what, what, uh, what well, I'm saving what, the listeners from was mm, 12, <laughs> 12 minutes of computer troubleshooting for the thing that we do over and over and I over. Know. I know. It's the know. definition of insanity.
1: I sat down at the thing mm-hmm. just like I do. He mm-hmm. called me like you do, but this time it didn't work. No. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you had to go to a menu to see if everything was normal, which it wasn't. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why Why? wasn't it? Why Why wasn't it normal? And then I had spinning beach balls all over. Oh, no. Everywhere. There were 40 of them. I was like, what's going on now? You have 40 beach balls. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Do do you, you get that thing... I, because computers are still such a mystery to me, I often get that thing when I see a spinning beach ball where I'm like, is this it? This this is the end. Oh, this is is what it feels like. Like, are the missiles coming now? This is is your last moment. Like, is the, is smoke going to pour out? Is everything I ever did or made on a computer going to be lost right right now? Right. Right, 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 right. Because I didn't pay for enough cloud storage. Oh, you didn't buy enough cloud. You know, my mom lost all her music. No. Yeah, she lost it all. And Apple's like, I don't know, man. You didn't buy it the right way at the right time through the right you know. What? My mom was one of those people that spent years burning CDs into her iTunes, mm-hmm. just like just in the every CD because I like, used to get, r-
0: ripping all of her discs, putting the music in there, and that goes into the cloud, right? Okay, I-
1: except that it doesn't go into the cloud. Oh. it just goes away somehow and it had been duplicated and put all all these different places but i think she said at one point like i burned them to cd but apparently i use dvds and now the computer can't see where the information is and you know i get like very 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 glassy eyed talking to her about computers but she pays for AppleCare because she Oh my God, she gets her money out of Apple Care. Oh, she really she she's on the phone. Or she's at the genius bar. She's on the phone with them. Oh boy. Five days a week and Mm. just just talking, talking, talking. (laughs) And you know, and they're trying to help her solve her problems and they've walked her through so many things. Like she just really believes in Apple Care. But she you know, she's got a friend to hold her hand through her computer stuff. Is that you? But no, that's her Apple Carrot. Oh, it's her Apple buddies. No, I see, I my, see, I see. My thing is just. You're, like, gla- I don't you're know. over here glassy eyed. I'm like, did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? It worked for you. <laughs> it, it worked for John Roderick. Well, Isn't that satisfying? Isn't that a
0: satisfying feeling? Oh, uh, well, what was wrong? I don't know. In what
1: way. Hmm. Hmm. Beach ball spun for a while and then it didn't.
0: I, you know, so on uh, uh, other programs I do, I've I've spoken somewhat at length about the. How it, it used to be a lot more fun to go to the Apple Store, like at the
1: mall. Oh yeah, and I, it's, I remember
0: it. Yeah, it used to be. I don't know. I mean, there's a variety of reasons that aren't worth getting into here. But the long short of it is that anybody who ends up going to has gone to there in the past and goes there now. I don't think this is just super tech nerds. This is something John Syracuse believes that it's just tech nerds that notice this. But it's just not as fun. And I, I think one simple reason is that they have penetrated the consumer market in a way that lots and lots and lots and lots of people have iPads and iPhones. In many yes. cases, iPads and iPhones that they've had for a real long time. And they, they got that annoying little pop-up that says you're out of cloud space. Not and they just cloud. missed it because they didn't want to spend the userous fees that Apple charges to back stuff up to the cloud. It's really ridiculous. They need to improve that. But, yes. you know, just, just me. So basically, oh, this is so tragic. <sighs> My daughter, when we were on our trip... We stopped, at, uh, stopped to get gas. She opened the door, and her favorite possession in the entire world fell out huh. of the car.
1: Oh, no. Was it a Wilberforce doll?
0: No, it was an iPad.
1: Oh, no. And
0: she was... I came back from the bathroom, and she was stricken. Oh, no. I don't want to embarrass her, but she was beside herself, and she was like, you don't understand. This is my favorite. This particular iPad is my favorite thing in the world. Did it crack? Was it visibly broken? It was more, than, it didn't have like hairlines, like the lower right-hand corner, you could put your thumb in. Like it really uh, crashed uh, out uh. of the rented crossover SUV, hit the pavement of Fresno or wherever, and just, it was... So, anyway, she was stricken. Long story short, I had, I, uh, I was like, look, 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 let me talk you down about this, we'll work this out. We have other iPads you can use if this one didn't work, but, you know, I can't promise you we can... What I couldn't say is, no way am I going to pay to get this, this identical five-year-old <laughs> iPad that you've got. <laughs> like, why don't you have this three-year-old iPad that's actually a better iPad, but it's not the one I want. You don't understand. And, of course, I don't understand. And how I just, could how can she tell them apart? Well, you know, I don't know. She, Does it have stickers on it or something? I no, mean, no. I mean, it's just, it's an iPad and she wants to, you know, anyway, you know how it is with a kid and attachment, but yeah. so I only mentioned that because I had occasion a oh, week before last to make an appointment, took a week, took a week to get an appointment, got an appointment mm-hmm. at the store. I went in, of course, the result was it was about a two minute appointment where the guy basically said, no, we, we can't fix this. You'd have to just replace it. And I was like, oh, I understand. Thank you very much. But it uh-huh. did, did give me the opportunity to be in line. At the, even though I had an appointment, I was like the fifth person in line waiting to be triaged. And I, I feel for the people in that Apple store, it is chaos in that store. And the people in line that they have to talk to, they are just the, they are constantly the bearers of bad tidings. It's, I mean, just having to explain people—they're just like pediatric oncologists. It is, it is really—it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like cancer boy, cancer boy, cancer boy. Like yeah. person after person comes in and really, really stridently has to make a case about this. The, the all of the photos were on here yesterday, yeah. and yeah. now it's broken. And how do I get them back? And you're like, you, you won't be able to get them back. The guy, the yeah. guy in front of me was particularly animated because he'd gotten locked out of his Apple ID. And wanted them to fix it, and they're like, "Sir, we don't have, we like, don't have a way to do that. If you don't have the password, like, we don't have a way." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I, I contacted you, and he has a printout from the internet and all this stuff, and like, it just, it would suck." You're right; it's pediatric oncology all the way down. Yeah, uh,
1: I, but, cannot, you know, I cannot. I cannot imagine.
0: This is the thing about you know the uh the what do they call it? the adoption curve, right? Like we're well past the center of the adoption cur- curve. A lot of normies. Have this stuff that is now integral to their life, and they're, it's not backed up. They're not. I mean, like I, I'm such a pill about this because, I don't know. I feel bad for your mom. You can't go back and change this, but like I do cloud backup, I do local backups. I do of iOS devices. I back them up to the computer. Like I do all of this stuff, and I still run into problems. Yeah. So I mean, people who have you know, never backed up anything on their phone. It's not connected to the cloud. And then it just goes away. And like, you're just, I imagine that turns into this feeling of like, Apple fucked me. I imagine that's how a lot of people feel is like, no, they're not sitting there reading knowledge base articles all day. They expected this thing to work. They expect it to be taken care of. And even though it is not really Apple's fault, like I imagine they walk away from that just feeling like, got to be kidding me. I waited here. I didn't have an appointment. I thought I could walk into the store. I waited here for like 4 hours to get an appointment and now you tell me like I can't get any of my stuff back.
1: Well, cuz it feels like well it, uh, there's a there's a super component of planned obsolescence to everything on the internet. I was looking at it or not every it, not just internet, but like planned obsolescence which which wasn't even I mean, I remember the first time I heard the term. Yeah. and feeling like it was being described to me as something pretty new, right? Um, it's not. It's not like you. It's not like you
0: buy a, a shaker bench that you can expect to use for 150 years, right? And but there's and a, the, there's an element in the design of this is the thing that's going to be maybe top of the line for six months. It'll be pretty good for a year. It'll be usable for two years. But at a certain point, this is not going to be a supported device anymore.
1: And when we were kids, hearing about It's not like like your color TV would just stop working in 1982. And people, old people, or not even old people, middle-aged people, then at least were like, "This is insane, right?" I mean, my my record player I've had since the 40s, but I just bought this microwave and now it doesn't work anymore. And when they say "just bought," they mean 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I have uh, I have a lot of pieces of audio gear, and audio is particularly. uh, it's particularly egregious because there are lots and lots of pieces of audio gear, compressors and, and mixers and amplifiers and limiters and stuff that are from the 50s, that are still treasured pieces of gear mm-hmm. and still worth you know a ton of money and they still work great. But as we were moving into digital, there became there were all these new pieces of gear that were digital and they were they connected to the internet. And so if you bought these things, they weren't any cheaper than a piece of 50s gear. But I have a couple of pieces downstairs where the, the company is like, oh, we don't support those anymore. Right. And and it's like that does feel like an abdication of responsibility from the user standpoint. It, it for, for, from the user's
0: POV, I 100% agree. I, I think they have good reasons in many cases for not doing that. Not least that not supported can mean lots of different things. In some cases that, that can mean literally like we, we can't promise you that this is going to work after a certain point. And then other times it's just like, no, like there's no, there's no way to do anything with this anymore. Like there's yeah, no right. way to access what would be needed to make this thing work anymore.
1: I, you know, I have that. I have that. I have a, I have a, a audio or a, you know, a analog to digital converter that there's just no drivers for. That's, anymore. that's, that's going to
0: happen. It's happening a lot now. And in the next few months, that's going to happen on a level that could be a little bit staggering to people because you know
1: how, because of this uh, this rights thing in Europe.
0: No, though that is very interesting. That, that it? no, it's what I mean. I don't know every detail of this, but long story short. So, so one of the reasons that things become this is super boring. One of the reasons that things become not supported is entirely practical, which is that you know if you've got an original iPhone, um, they're not. I mean, people who made your apps aren't making those apps anymore. Right. And the people who make the OS that runs Apple, the people who make the OS, I mean, they would have to bend over backwards to support devices that go back 10 years. And it's not efficient. It's not efficient for developers. It's not efficient for Apple. The overhead that's involved in continuing to support a very old device I mean, I know it's not a fun answer, but that's that's an answer. If you well, but here, but here's yeah. I
1: think the question that the that the average person asks, which yeah. is, we we don't want it updated. Like I just want it to work like it always did. Don't put anything new in it. Don't change anything. Just let it run.
0: Yeah, that's that seems sensible. Um, but you, uh, setting aside even things like security, I mean, you need to update the security on stuff. Or what? Or or you have an unpatched vulnerability in the wild, yeah, which but can be exploited.
1: But, you know, like if, if 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 so, my mom wants her her nineteen or her 2003 phone back or, you know, let's say yeah, sure. not, 2011 iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked great when she got it. She never wanted anything to change about it. And she was perfectly happy. And then Apple said, update your operating system. And she did dutifully because they told her to. And then the phone was bricked. Mm. And she says, and I think we've all said at one point or another, okay, I would just like to uninstall that update because it's a bad one. (laughs) Can I just go back to what it was? Which is kind of like saying, take
0: out this artificial heart and give me my original one.
1: Well, except that shouldn't be the analogy for a thing that you bought. That's just a dumb little phone, right? I mean, this is this is the this is yeah. the, the problem I, I think about co- from a consumer standpoint. Like, okay, if you guys want to make a new thing that's really fun and good and goes fast and takes pictures and flies through the air, go on and make it. But you sold me this thing; mm-hmm. it still works. And what you're doing is from far away, telling me that it needs to, that I need to do something to change it. I follow your instructions and you ruin it. And that feels like a new iteration on planned obsolescence, which is we're actively from somewhere else going to try and make your thing not work anymore. Hmm. And, and it's, and it's, it's all, um, it all is, it's magical because once you follow their directions, they, you can't undo it. and, and if you don't follow their directions, like on, like up, up, updating my stuff here on this computer, right? They they start nagging you. They start nagging you. They start mm-hmm. nagging you. And that that nagging is, I think, one of the things that makes it suspicious. Because if it was necessary, they would have just taken. They would just. I don't know. They would just take charge. They would just. just you turn the computer on, and it would just happen. Um, right. But they they need your approval. They need you to say like, "Yes, I'm going. I'm holding. You know, they're holding out their hand. Come with us." And you grab their hand and you say, "Yes, I trust you." And then every time you do it, you just sit there with your fingers crossed. Like, is this the one where they ruined my machine? Yeah, yeah. And and no one has done a very good job of explaining that to the comp- to. The mass. Especially if they're just
0: clicking on okay, 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 without knowing the ramifications and without knowing stuff like you know, I'm a weirdo. I am a real edge case being somebody who backs up as often as I do. And like I say, I still get fucked, but I back up a lot, a lot, a lot. Before I do any updates to a phone, well, that's not entirely true today because I'm pretty up-to-date and have up-to-date devices, but like when I do anything with any of my, my kids' stuff before I do a big update, I always do a full update in case I need to wipe it and start over. And most people would never think to do that because they're used to services where All of their stuff lives in the cloud. It isn't like one day Facebook crashes and you lose all your messages. They all exist somewhere. And I think that's the feeling people have about a hardware device is like, why can't you recreate
1: this thing in situ? The cloud is uh, still offensive to me and to a lot of people. Like what we're used to is buying a thing and and it holds its information on there and you take it home and you back it up to your computer. None of that was confusing. But then they everybody said, "Oh, we've got a new way, which is you're not backing it up to your computer, you're backing it up to a mysterious like off planet mm-hmm. um which now you have to pay like a like which a most monthly people are not which most people are not doing well, no, because it feels it feels usurious I agree, I agree and, but but I think more. More to the point, like remember that little flip camera? We yeah. talked about it before. Dynamite, dynamite, changed the
0: game. Came at a perfect time for me and my family. Some of the best videos we got were
1: with flip cameras. And the camera itself is a is a hardware. I mean, the thing that we bought. It does run. And, it does run software though. Right, but like a digital camera, which is a thing that existed immediately before flip cameras, Mm -hmm. which to the user is the same, that digital camera, if you plugged it in, turned it on, it would take pictures to this day. So the flip camera was a new evolution, but to the average person, okay, it runs software. Sure. Whatever. It takes pictures. It's a camera that you're selling me like a, like a, like a, uh, physical item. Mm -hmm. And then one day Flip was like, oh, sorry, they just aren't gonna work anymore. Like you can't even use it as a camera and use somebody else's software or just use it as a camera and download it onto a memory car or memory stick. That's, that, or whatever that is the-
0: frustrating. That, that happens with all kinds of devices. Like Google bought out this company that made these pretty cool hubs for doing like internet of things, smart home stuff. And it was one of the few uh, hubs that was kind of omnivorous and would work with different systems. So you're not dealing with that wild west of all these different systems. And they, they bought up that, uh, company and basically EOL, would end of life, that product within like, I think a month or two. And we're like, well, sorry if you bought one of these before we've subsumed that team. And now your device is not supported anymore. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That, that really hurts. If you just spent 200 bucks on something and then find out a month or two later that like, you just,
1: you know, you're the last one on that particular train. Well, that's what happened with me and Flip. you know, I watched you use it and really enjoy it, and you were like, "Oh man, this thing is so incredible and I bought one and uh, then I was holding your hand again. They closed it down like a like a month later before I'd even really figured out the interface but no it's a it's the change between a business culture where the idea was I, we want to make customers for life. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go out of our way to, to, um, to make sure the customer is satisfied and, and we exceed their expectations because we know that we're not selling them one box of craft dinner. We're selling them a thousand boxes of craft dinner over the course of the next 10 years. And the change from that to the contemporary thing, which is we are, uh, our business model is that we're going to make something so exciting that people won't care that it doesn't work. And we're not trying to get customers for life. We're trying to sell them this thing and get out. Or, you know, like like the feeling that I've had that companies have just been burning me. Like, I felt like when I first had Verizon, that that relationship which could have been one where because i'm one of those people i'm one of those people that's just like ticonderoga's that's the only pencil i'll use <laughs> you know like i'm that guy right i'm a palomino like, man <laughs> i'm palomino Blackwing <laughs> well, man you know I'm it's a high
0: quality pencil it's, a, it's oh. a good inexpensive pencil
1: it goes oh that was a little underhanded <laughs> that felt not, <laughs> this episode of roderick on the
0: line is brought to you in part by warby parker you can learn more about Warby Parker right now by visiting warbyparker.com slash supertrain. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. A collaboration between four close friends, Warby Parker was conceived as an alternative to the overpriced and bland eyewear available today. Prescription eyewear shouldn't cost you more than a plane ticket or a new iPhone, By circumventing traditional channels and engaging with customers directly through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage-inspired with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom-fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. Available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and retail stores, glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. I'll tell you what's cool. Warby Parker has a free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses and you try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. So you can head on over to warbyparker.com supertrain and order your free home try-ons today. I've done this. It's a breeze to do. I encourage you to try it for yourself today. Here's a neat, cool, new thing. If you have an iPhone X, Make sure to download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature, Find Your Fit. Find Your Fit uses the iPhone's True Depth camera to map and measure key facial features. Using these measurements, Find Your Fit recommends approximately 12 Warby Parker frames that are likely the best fit for your face. The process is seamless, and it only takes a few seconds. You can go over and you can grab that from the App Store right now for your iPhone 10. So uh, head on over. You go to parker.com slash SuperTrain. Our thanks to Warby Parker for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Well, <laughs> bit of a diss.
1: It's a, it's you know a great pencil for you. No, for you, I mean, if you're price your... sensitive, it's fine. <laughs> if you're, like, not writing a lot, it's a great pencil. If the kind of stuff you write is, like, shit.
0: It's yeah. really, it's fine. I mean, why would you? Yeah, sure, don't spend a bunch of money on <laughs> If you're a hobbyist, oh. <laughs> if you want a prosumer pencil, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, but, Who's, who's but, fucking but, you? Who, who fucked you? Well,
1: <laughs> who, who, who fucked who, you?
0: Who, who. <laughs> Hi, we back oh. to who fucked you. <laughs>
1: um, no, it was the it was this feeling that I had with uh, and 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 with cell phones. It really was there was something new in that original uh business case uh, for cell phones when when cell phones arrived and and because it didn't have to go this way right there was a somebody made a choice some nba somewhere said oh we'll we'll get them to sign a contract mm-hmm. so two- subsidize the
0: cost of the hardware right and then we'll make it up in service fees over time
1: and the con, you know the the we're like we're in competition with all these other people and if it's a price war we're gonna. None of us are gonna make any money because somebody's just gonna drive. AT and T has the power to sit there and make it two dollars a month until the rest of us go out of business. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we're not gonna. we And so what's our workaround here? And and for, and my mentality coming from ye olden times. Was provide the best service, right? If you if you have the the biggest network, if you have the best, fastest service, and the and the cheapest phones, you will be the market leader. But there was this sort of there was this new version of capitalism, which is, well, once you sign up with us, you're trapped, <laughs> and so you have to really choose which one of us you're going to go with. You know, you have to really be informed. But then it doesn't matter how informed you are because once there's, you get And there's there- there's consequences to change. It's true it's true for phone right. plans,
0: it's definitely true for cable, lots of things where they wanna keep you they wanna keep you in there and there are consequences if you change your plan or leave.
1: Yeah, there's a penalty, and also that whole thing with cell phones where if you
0: accidentally... Oh, if I got a story for you, buddy.
1: You accidentally change a thing, and all of a sudden your contract is... You're re-signing another contract. I I
0: got an anecdote. I'm going to put a fork in this.
1: (laughs) Terms of change and all this stuff. And this was a brand new, it seems to me, an unprecedented capitalism move that didn't That was they could justify because of technology, they could say, well, because of technology, we had to, you know, institute this new program. But it really wasn't. It was it was it was some MBAs that figured out a way and everybody sort of jumped on board and it didn't have to go that way. And I think at the time for me as a as a person, even then uh, in my mid 30s, I was offended by it because I was coming from the Nordstrom model of like, well, this thing broke. I've owned it for four years, but it broke. I'm taking it back. And mm-hmm. Nordstrom's like, here's your refund. Because we, we, we don't want sell, to shop we sell snow tires, but here's your money. That's right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, the, and so I called Verizon at one point and I was like, hey, you know, I have been with you guys for two years. I went in. Somebody at the Verizon store was like, hey, do you want a bell and whistle? And I was like, of course I do. And they mm-hmm. were like, great. Well, here it is. And I was like, fantastic. And then I, uh, like a month later, I realized you guys signed me up for a new two-year contract. And I didn't agree to that. And they said, well, when you got the bell and whistle, you signed up for a new contract. And I was like, well, no, that's not what the person said. Well, they must've said it to you because otherwise they wouldn't have done it. And I was like, you guys just pulled a fast one. The person said, I, do you want, something. And I said, sure. But they didn't say like, well, you need to sign up for two more years or I wouldn't have done it. Sure. And the, and the customer service person was like, well, that's, I mean, sounds like you're lying. <laughs> it's like a bag of dicks, Mr. Roderick. <laughs> yeah. And I, it sounds like you're lying. And if you want out of the contract, it's going to cost you $400. How you like that? How you like that customer? And I was like, wow, I'm never going to use Verizon again.
0: I'm going to burn it to the ground. I'm going to go outside, take off my clothes, throw a chair through the window and set the place on fire.
1: That's right. And, that, and the person said, Well, it sounds like if you don't want to be on our two year contract, then you weren't going to use Verizon anyway. So why should I care? Oh, and I was like, oh, "Oh, wow. I wouldn't cross the street to save Verizon from a fire. Your anger is delicious to them. Delicious. What what are you going to do, big man? (laughs) It was so different. It was such a different feeling in interacting with a company whose attitude was like, you are just a fucking ant. We're playing a we're playing like yeah. a numbers game here because AT and T <laughs> the boot has no argument with the AT and T always uh, for all of their big evil back in the old days when you would pick up the phone and it would and it would suddenly suddenly your your friend from across the street had already called you and it never rang and you were like wow the mysteries of the universe but now it was like no this is a garbage and and it felt like from that moment on. Every interaction I had with the tech world started with that mentality, which was just like, well, we understand that you're a customer. Hello? We understand you're a customer. Is that true? Huh? Well, hope you don't have a problem. And it's like, oh, it still burns. It still burns me, Merlin. It still burns
0: inside. Of uh, speaking of your friends at AT&T, uh, I moved uh, Whom to- I hate also. Mm. I moved to AT&T— Probably 2008, whenever I got an iPhone Mm -hmm. and was compelled to go to AT&T because that was the only place, you know, where um, you could have an iPhone work. And um, and so I was I was in uh, I don't know how their plans work. It's all so inscrutable. But I, you know, I'd signed up and uh, then at a certain point, basically, I was grandfathered in on I believe it was unlimited data.
1: Oh, I have this too. So,
0: well, so you, you, you're you in for unlimited data. Now, of course, there are many asterisks on that. I think at a yep. certain point every month, they cut you way down on speed. But the point was, I was on. Um, and at one point, I needed to make a change, which I think was like maybe my wife getting an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, you're not going to be grandfathered in anymore. It's like, hang on a minute. Like, look, I don't want to be a dick, but like, I'm I want to use more of your service. I want to pay right. you more money every month. And like, well, yeah, sure, you know, we'll we'll take that money, but like, you're not going to be grandfather. And it's like, fine, fine, I did it, I did it. So I've been with them for ten years. We go to Yosemite uh, a few weeks ago. This is the this is such a white wine. I'm going to own that. This is a white wine, but it made me so fucking angry. So we're um, we're 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 we're, we're getting actually like in our cabin, we're getting like pretty good LTE. Like we're we're watching watching TV shows during dinner and stuff, and like streaming uh, Spotify and like having a fine time. You know, running around uh Yosemite and then coming back and having cabin time and it's really nice and uh, we're having a great time. And then I get like first I get the first nasty gram. You know, you get your first nasty gram, which is like, oh, bup, bup, bup. you're at seventy five percent of your data usage. And I'm like, Oh yes, I am. That's fine. That's fine. Wait bring another bottle of LTE, that's fine. And then they're like, Oh, oh you know, you're getting real close. Dip, 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 dip. And they're like, You have reached one hundred percent of your data usage for this cycle. And I, I didn't even really look at the message. Um because uh, if I read the whole message, I would see that it says, You're at hundred percent of your data for the month, and we're gonna kick you down to like nineteen ninety-three level speeds. I mean, hmm. comically, basically one three hundredth of what I get on Comcast at home. One thirtieth of what I could get on this shitty Wi-Fi in this cabin that I would not even want to use. And I was I was like, Oh, really? Like, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be in this cabin for tonight and tomorrow night. We're going home on Sunday. And so like a fucking idiot, it's 9.30, I call AT&T, and you know you're going to get the pros from Dover when you call AT&T at 9.30 on a Friday <laughs> night. No, no, I get launched into some kind of call center and talk to someone whose name is supposedly like Stacy. And Stacy's like, yes, that is correct. Your, uh, your billing cycle uh, does not restart for uh, a couple days. I was like, okay, no, no problem. Like I say, bring another bottle to the table. Just charge me overages. Like, right. you know, if you want to charge me 50 bucks, believe me, when I went to New Zealand, I learned about how you can get charged for for overseas Yeah, or, they do do it. But like wouldn't that seem it seems like the solution there would be we'll we'll spot you. You you now, now I'm being John Roderick. But you've been with us for 10 years. We'll spot you LTE data for a couple days. Charge you a hundred bucks, even like yeah. not 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 ideal, but that's got to be the solution, right? That's and she's what like, I'm no. asking for. She's like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, the, the only way to do that is to change your plan. And I said, change my plan. She said, yeah, yeah. You change your plan, you would not be grandfathered in on this other thing you get right now. You would not get this family rate thing anymore. It would be a whole new plan. This is for me to have LTE coverage for 26 extra hours before my billing cycle starts. 26 hours. And I, and I actually, I, I could feel—I I felt myself kind of crumbling. Yeah, it's—I'm yeah. already being a dick in front of my family, and I'm like, look, we're, we're out of town. We're just going to be out of town for like another day. Can you guys just spot me for one day? I feel like I, I feel like I'm begging nickels for coffee, but like I'm like, you can you just spot me for one day? And I'm just like no, and then so of course I, I wanted to speak with well, the yeah. supervisor. Yeah, will you speak with the supervisor, please? Twenty minutes on hold. So this is my family right now. Everyone's sitting around looking at dad being mad. I'm writing things down on a card, and I'm all mad. And uh, and finally, I speak with a person whose name is supposedly Arliss, because I wrote it down. His name is Arliss, A-R-L-E-S. I said, really, Arliss? Arliss. I said, hi, Arliss. My name is Merlin, and I'm an AT&T customer. I've been with y'all for about—I moved to AT&T. Arliss is like, I'm
1: sure his name is Merlin. Sure,
0: This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by heading on over to squarespace.com supertrain. You can get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. With Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of text content. You can have galleries. You can sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. And you can announce upcoming events or special projects. That's something I like to do on my merlinm.com meetup site. I use Squarespace to announce my ungainly X-Men meetup site. It's a lot of fun. Squarespace does all this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You have the ability to customize the look and feel of your site. You get settings, products, and all more just the way you want. Just a few clicks. It's that easy. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and they have a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting, of course, nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. Listen, Squarespace—they're encouraging folks to make it, make it stand out, stand out with a beautiful website. You gotta go, you gotta go check this out. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. Yeah, yeah, Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com/supertrain. You get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, like I say, use that very special offer code Supertrain. That'll save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> Oh, oh! Let me get this straight. Your name is
1: Merlin Man. Okay, Mann. Uh, okay uh-huh. sure. Anyway, go yes, pull what's your the problem? other one,
0: sir. <laughs> anyway, this story's not going fucking anywhere. But I was so goddamn know, mad, and he's like, "Look, no, no, you, we can't change this. You need to change your plan." And and I was like, "Even the supervisor, <laughs> even Arliss, even Arliss couldn't help me out." But I was uh, I was like, "You know what? Fine, I understand. Thank you for your time." And I and I sat there, and then you know what? When We woke up on Sunday morning. We were back on our mega speeds. We were back on like thirty thirty megabits down, or was it even higher? It was crazy fast. But yeah, we just waited out. We had a Saturday without internet, basically. Not a huge deal. I I mean, the thing is, I'm a nerd, so I do stuff like I try to track location stuff on my phone. I do lots of little things. I do sleep tracking. I do all this kind of stuff that requires just the tiniest little 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 tipple of of wireless. Right. Doesn't take a lot. I ended up using well, the horrible cabin Wi-Fi that was totally insecure. But you know that that's. That's kind of what I'm talking about, where it's like, you know, that that would have been a neat opportunity for them to be empowered to say, I'm going to hit the special. They don't even have probably have a special button. I don't know if Arliss has a button. But to hit the button and say, we'll even give you free LTE for 26 hours. Like, yeah, we'll right. include
1: that as part of this month. But it wasn't. I see here you've been a customer for 15 years. <laughs> How about one half hour of something free? Well, I, the thing is that. I, you, you feel me on this, right? Well, and now I'm mad, and now I'm mad, and I'm inspires... sitting there, and I'm a
0: big grump at like eleven o'clock on a Friday night when I should be. If I had a better personality and and
1: character, I would put that no, behind no, me. But no, I was no, no. I was mad. No, I, I we talk about this, and we have for a long time. And uh, your expectation is coming from a place from the di- from the distant past, and and so are mine, right? I mean, it, the the de- the desire to demand satisfaction from a merchant. Comes from the from an old idea, which is, I have other options. I can buy products from other vendors, right? And this is the this is the soul of capitalism. Like you and okay. So 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 so, so terrible. Faraway example is what I consider
0: the sort of resort economy. Like say you're on a ship, or you better still, like you're at some kind of really remote resort, and you go to the only bodega in town near that resort. Right. You know, you're going to pay $30 for sunscreen because they can do that. And you do that and you accept that as part of the process. But if there was any other conceivable way that you would get it from anywhere else, you certainly would not continue to go back to that place for 30 years, 40 years to get your sunscreen because, you know, they are there to, to fuck people over a short period of time and you move on. You would never abide that. In your day-to-day. You would not keep going to a place that short-changes you. You would no. not go to a place that has, like, already open containers of, of right. peanuts or whatever. You would no. not accept that. And, what, that I mean, if you were in a mining town, you'd buy their pan because you have no choice. But if you had any choice at all, just for self-preservation, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. But that, that's the frustrating part. It's like, you thought there were options. If you don't like North Face, you can go to REI. There are other places that you can go if you think they'll treat you better.
1: Well, and the thing is, we still... <clears throat> like. There, there are like two side by side capitalisms now, and I mean, obviously there are 40 side by side capitalisms. We're, I mean I'm, but but if you went to a coffee shop and got even slightly bad service or received a slightly bad cup of coffee, you would say I'm never going to that place again. Right. If you if you order takeout, even went, even
0: if it's convenient, if you've gone in even, there and the coffee sucks three times and the people are not very nice, you're just not going to go there, even if it's more
1: convenient. Yeah, that's right. You'd, you'll you walk five blocks uh, to go to the one where they're like, hey, great to see you. And they give you a good cup of coffee. But somehow we have in our minds been asked to or rather, you know, it's just been it's been established as fait accompli that within this tech world, we have no recourse of that kind. I mean, unless you want to, you know, you want to, if, because if you go on long enough, somebody's going to, if you go on in the internet long enough with these questions, somebody's going to say, why don't you switch over to a, to a Google phone or, <laughs> you know, like get with the times and get an Android. You should pick a like, nicer abuser. You're like, oh, come on. Seriously? Like, I, yeah. like the whole idea, remember before there were iPhones? We were like, why isn't there a phone that just syncs with my Mac? Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Because I got all this stuff that I like on my computer. The acrobatics that I used to go phone?
0: through to get my Palm to uh, <laughs> sync up with my Mac. Yeah. with the serial cable and then you had to run the software and it go blip, 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 across the screen. I'm syncing your contacts today. I know, I know, I but every time, no, you're right though. Cause I mean, like when I used to be on sprint before I was on AT&T and they would have cheap phones. And I was in this program where they'd send you phones to test out and stuff like that. But like every time I got a new phone, it was like a completely tabula rasa, like every, you know, the whole, like, you know, new phone, who dis like that was life in, in basically the two thousands.
1: But, 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 but all the promise of it was, I mean, when, when I thought about the future world in which I could just hook my phone up and it would sync with everything in the world was all available. And, you know, I, I posted yesterday and it may uh, you may or may not have seen it. But we uh, Ariella, Marlo's mom, is in Australia right now mm-hmm. and she she landed um she landed in Brisbane and was standing there at the airport. And she's like, I'm here. You know, it was a 17-hour flight or whatever. And I said, oh. And I FaceTimed her. Just And it was mostly just like, I wonder if this will work. Mm-hmm. And whoop, here she appears standing out at the taxi stand with her phone. And we're talking to her and there's basically zero lag. It's magic. It's just magic. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting trying to think of how it worked even at the speed of light. Well, and it's like triple magic
0: because like there are so many places where like i feel like i've been super clear about what i want on the sandwich what i want i've been like but really really clear it seems so easy to understand what i want and don't want on the sandwich and they can't get the sandwich but she can facetime to like another fucking
1: continent and it just works like they're in the
0: next room magic
1: yeah, so, so, and also like to their credit no big extra charge right she 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 applied for she she got some plan international plan right but i mean i remember going on tour uh, in the in the days of cell phone where and I, you may not even have had to face this but when when we were first touring in europe in the early 2000s you had to have a different phone plan for every country oh 100% you might need so a different
0: phone or at least a different sim card for every country yeah.
1: If you went from the Netherlands to Germany, it was like, sorry, you got to flip your SIM card out. And and so I had these I had these plastic bags with six different phones, and 15 different SIM cards. And they're all they all had money on them somewhere. Here's, here's Stringer Bell. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was just burner phones right and left. And, and so uh, all that has been solved, except somewhere we like, somewhere along the line, we were asked to accept a. a a a business model that doesn't need to be the case. And, and what you're saying where you call them up and you're like, I've been using your product for 15 years. I know you think I don't have any options except to use you. And I don't honestly, if we're both being honest, I don't, I'm not going to cancel my service with you, but my God, have a little humanity Uh like somewhere in the system. Is there no reward? for loyalty for for you know for the fact that i have cuffed myself to to you and and made that choice a long time ago and like here i am just give me a little dignity <laughs> right. and fr- and from the other you know like i am yeah. a complete slave just give me the even the fac- facsimile of dignity and their response is there's no I, we are a machine there is no solution and the machine is programmed specifically to deprive you of dignity mm-hmm. and that's the thing that because because what has happened is that has infected other businesses so that's why everybody is so mad at airlines now because airlines yeah, like, what, what, what are you gonna it. do yeah right oh you want to use a different airline cry us a river mm-hmm. and I, I think I, I think I'm sure that we talked about my my delta sky miles. Uh, problems, but it was a similar type of thing where I'd been, I had decided that I was going to be a Delta guy.
0: And, oh, right. John Hodgman talked you into choosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: H- Hodgman and Colton and all those guys are just like Delta's the only way. And so I go into it and now I'm, you know, I love to gamify a thing. Mm-hmm. And now I've now I've gamified air travel and it's like, I'm trying to get status. I'm going to get to the next level of status. And when you get to the next level of status, you get these benefits. Look at these benefits, man. Mm-hmm. And all of it's nothing. It's just nothing. It's mm. like somewhere along the way we decided that air travel was a thing that we were going to gauge primarily on price. And that's not necessarily true, right? I mean, air travel... Air travel did, used to be, when it was regulated, air travel was a lot more
0: costly. Super and then after costly. It was After it was deregulated, like when I was a kid, like the flights were 700 dollars in like 1970s dollars like it was very expensive to take a flight and because of i guess because of uh regulations and then that became a big price wars thing after deregulation in the early 80s it it became all about the price wars
1: yeah well it was it was not uh <clears throat> it was, the regulations weren't like specifically keeping the price high it was just air travel was still pretty luxurious there weren't all these discount airlines that were flying like <laughs> You know, rattle trap uh, shuttle flights, but God, what but, was that one? Freddie Laker, remember him? Freddie
0: Laker. Freddie Laker. He used to have ads on. Freddie Laker was
1: the guy who did. What was his totally shitty? Was it Laker Airways? Oh, this must. This is has to be a regional airline because I have no recollection of Freddie Laker. I remember. And, the, you know, I, I, remember the, I the, I love the radio ads that were like oh, sky, Was it Skytrain? We have cut
0: out all of them. you know. He's like, "Oh, we're going to give you the cheapest flight." It was like, it was like being on a Conestoga
1: wagon. <laughs> well, you know, growing up in Alaska, there were a thousand airlines, but Alaska Airlines was the was the big airline and and um, the main airline. But we Air Alaska was was a com- competitive airline that wasn't um, absolutely was not powered by rubber bands like most of the airlines <laughs> up there. <laughs> But somewhere along the line, right, my, and my mom was a Delta loyalist in the 80s because she did a lot of business flying and she maintained her, her frequent flyer miles and I don't know what, you know, free trip to Hawaii or something. But the whole premise of the, of the mileage program is what? Loyalty. Customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. And so this is precisely the place where somewhere in your machine, you need a human being empowered to give someone a little, just a little pretend dignity. Because the whole idea is that they want you to think of them as Nordstrom. You know, mm-hmm. I I do have choices and I want to use you. And if you are pursuing Uh, like, like status on an airline, you are demonstrating the, precisely the loyalty that a business used to want. Mm -hmm. Well, so I got to the end of a year and I talked, I was booking my flight and this is a thing I never would have done, but I called somebody at Delta, never would have previously done and said, Hey, I want to make sure I get to my status level. I've got this and this flight booked. Am I like, am I good? And the person was like, uh, yep looks like if you know if you complete all that flight by this time then you should be you're, you're over the line and I was like awesome yes okay great and I and I did this big trip and I got to the end and I was down in California and January whatever 20th I went to the airport and not only was I not in my status which I had come to be expect half the time I was getting bumped, uh, upgraded. Mm-hmm. I was in zone three, and they didn't have my TSA pre-check stuff oh. like front-loaded Oh my into god! My, Did you say, what, zone Zone three? I was in zone three, Ooh. my friend. And also like had to wait in the normal line oh, because... Oh, with the snorks. When I went up to the counter and was like, I don't have pre-check, they were like, oh, well, it's random. And I mm. said... <clears throat> <clears throat> I know. For, I know for a fact it's not random. Like uh, this is a thing that I have, and they're like, "Well, it's random," and I'm like, "That's what you tell a snork," but I am not one. You, you like, please put it on. I've seen this happen a dozen times where you walk up and say, "I would like that," and they go, "Oh yes, sir," and they put it on. Like, and they're like, "Sorry," and so I, I so I got on the phone, and I was like, "What's going on here?" I was told that I had all the. I was told that I had made it over the line. And they said, oh, yeah, but what you didn't do was spend enough. Mu- there are two ways you have to get status. You're mild, oh, but also Oh, Mr. Roderick, you're spending. I'm so sorry. You're one for two. Yeah, you're spending. And oh. I was like, uh, okay, so you're telling me like I spent... Thousands and thousands of dollars on your airline, but like for a hundred and seventy dollars of mystery money that I didn't spend somewhere along the line on on drinks or whatever, uh, it feels like just... cheating. It feels like they're cheating at the game. They well, they they, made, they made it they made it a game, and they are not playing by the rules. That's what it feels at like all. at all. So I did exactly what you did, which is I said, "Hey, <laughs> can I speak with Arlis?" Uh, Get Arliss well, yeah, on the I, horn. I was like, just between two human beings here, just you and me two humans Mm -hmm. like I believe in your company I'm totally on board I'm like playing the game I had status last year as you can as you can see like travel a lot for business this year I'm gonna get it too and something happened here I actually talked to someone at your airline they told me I was good I would have done it differently if they had said that it wasn't good, I would have spent more money. I would have spent a hundred. I would have given you $170 in cash mm-hmm. because I'm so into this game now, but now you're telling me that I didn't get through the, the goalposts or I did, but, it, but you're taking it back because there was a yellow card on the play <laughs> and, or whatever. You had a technical and the, foul <laughs> and the fans are going crazy, <laughs> but can I talk to your man? And I went up and up the line and I, and I wouldn't give up. Oh, so no. I, I called them again. I called them day after day. I had a woman go back and look and see every single flight I'd taken. And she was like, you got credit for that. And then she found one. She was like, oh, I do. I, you didn't get credit for this flight. This is it. This is it. We're over the line. And then 10 minutes into the conversation, she was like, oh, oh, sorry. You did get it. You did get credit for it. It was just under oh, a different oh, thing. God, and hope is like, the worst. Hope is the thing that kills you. But what's crazy is in those moments, you see like, oh, well, if I had, then you just would, you have the power, right? Mm -hmm. You're there somewhere with a keystroke. You could solve this, Mm -hmm. but you can't. You're not going to do that. No. Anyway, so during this time, this is from January to March, I'm flying on Delta Delta probably an average of four times a month because i'm going back and forth to california and i'm just i'm like i'm i'm trying to pursue this angle and and all of this i'm in zone three i'm in zone three they're still in all, zone three because they're just like sorry there's nothing we can do good Yeah, luck while, we're, while we're processing your case you're still a snork yeah and, and I'm just, and every time I go to the airport, I'm just, I'm bruised by this, but I don't want to, I don't want to get off the, I'm still gaming this, I still want this, I want to show them that I'm loyal, all these things, like, <laughs> the, the burden of proof is on me, it's right? so undignified. I'm just like, no, 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 <laughs> groveling, groveling at their feet, please, please take me back, please, please, please. I want, so little, want to be good. So little dignity. What did I do wrong? What did yeah. I, oh? And, and at one point they said, "Well, you can buy that hundred and seventy dollars worth of money that you didn't spend, but we only sell it in five hundred dollar increments." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! You had an in-app purchase. You're playing the video game, but you didn't
1: realize now you need to buy more coins. Yeah, you need to and, turn and, real coins into fake coins. <laughs> And for, and and at that, I was at that I balked. I was like, "You now what now? Huh? <laughs> uh, you you needed one hundred and seventy extra fantasy dollars from me. That if that if a stewardess had spilled hot tea on the floor mm-hmm. next to me, she would have given me they, they just 7, throw you five hundred Mario points. coins or just just yeah, because. Right. But it, but instead of that, instead, no, but now you're saying that to get that $170, I need to give you $500 and I get nothing else for it except I'm basically giving you $500 to be, to play in your party. And, and like I had that shred of dignity left and I didn't do it. And then later I regretted it. I was like, I've spent at least $500 worth of man hours on the phone with these people. But here's the, here's the kicker. Yeah. I'll I'll get over this. I'll get over this one day. But in April, I finally talked to, because it's the same thing as you, right? You call... And sometimes you get someone who seems informed and sometimes you get someone who doesn't and it just doesn't matter. It's just random. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I call AAA and the person on the other line is like, oh, yes, sir. Let me just take this information. And I'll get that tow truck to you right away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I call AAA and the person is make and model of vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, OK, here we go. Like, let me just run it, run it down. And they're like, "Whoop, slow down. Color of vehicle. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm. I'm on the side of the road. We don't have time for this. Mac or PC. <laughs> uh, anyway, I get a person on the phone at Delta who says, well, we could sign you up for our fly into status program. Mm. Did I talk to you about this at the no, time? No. There's another program. And I said, what? Fly into status program? Yes. The fly into status program is a program for when you don't get your status. This is the first time you're hearing about this. Yeah, this is weeks and weeks and weeks of multiple phone calls. (laughs) And I said, oh, this is what we should have been talking about on January the 17th when I first called. If you had said there was a fly into status program, I would have signed up for it immediately and this would not have been a problem. Oh, well, you know, it's only available to I was like to whom? Well, i'm no different now than i was then <laughs> so, this is kafka-esque so they signed me in to their fly into status program and i got something in the mail like a like a colorful brochure and here's what it said you must fly uh 8, miles in the three months Immediately after you fly into status program, Hmm. at which point you will, you will return to your, wait, how many miles? I don't remember, but but a lot, kind of a lot. Yes. Except that. Did you miss the window from the time that I initially called them to the moment that they revealed to me the existence of the fly into status program? I had already in that year flown, the requisite number of miles to have succeeded to, to have won the game of the fly into status program. Um, but the fly into status program said from the date that you are issued the fly into status status, oh God, this is giving me such a headache. And it all came by way of one of those email replies where the person has a name like, like Arless, mm-hmm. but but it says do not reply to this email because the email address, can't get mail. Mm-mm. Yeah, the email address is like blank at no reply at deltaairlines.com. So there isn't a person. I cannot write them and say, oh hey hey hey, there's got to be a way. Where this is just this is just another slap, because we should have done this the first day and now I would be there. You're telling me I have to start now. By the time I get to 8,000 miles, I will have just achieved the status like that. will I won't get that until the end of the year. There's no hello. Hello. Yeah. Your voice is just like into the <laughs> into the well. And and yet I still fly Delta Merlin. Oh, my God. I, just, I still use them because there isn't another option. Like United is the fucking crime of the century, and I'm not a Southwest person. I'm not gonna do that. No, no,
0: no, no, no. You're you're not cattle.
1: I'm not the fucking person like that. I'm no. not one of those snorks. No, I'm a I'm a person. You're a high a status team. snork. I'm not even. I just want the. I just want one you little. You did that. You told thing. me you you, 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 you want guys want designed
0: some, the video game and you made the rules for the video game and then I did the video game.
1: Just want some human dignity in this world and you know and what their what they say what their version of capitalism is is oh if you want dignity just pay for it like for twenty five hundred dollars to fly from here to there well, this we'll is why i it say all- it's
0: like in app purchase in one of those candy games we're like you know oh the only way to win is to just keep giving us giving us money to buy coins so you can win the game it's it's ridiculous we so when we came back from that trip and i was of course i now it's, it's sunday morning i'm still kind of steamed about the at&t thing long story short when my uh, When my lady had rented the crossover s u v she did the thing where they said, "Look, do you want to prepay for your gas? You probably want to prepay for the gas because if you return it with less than a full tank, you may be aware of this john it's very costly, very costly oh, yes. oh, so yeah, you can't do we really that. think it's best you should get the collision, you should probably yeah. rent the g p s and you should most definitely." pay now, prepay,
1: for the gas. That's the thing, because even though we buy gas bulk and have a 200,000-gallon tank under here, we're going to charge you $15 a gallon. So they said, no, here's an option,
0: as you may Uh know. Uh There's an option. option. The option
1: is that you may choose
0: to play a video game of our own design. And the video (laughs) game of our own design is you get this thing back on time with enough gas to drive it onto the lot... Right. And, and and then if it's prepaid, that's, that's all taken care of. Now, now the, the video game is, right, if you're a sucker and you fill up that tank before you bring it in, uh, right? So, like, yeah. you're being overcautious. You're not going to win the video game. So, the video game that they have designed is don't wreck the car. And when you bring it back essentially, have it as close to empty as possible for you to get optional, optimal value out of this
1: oh this is a good game, sure and and they' and they're counting on the fact that you're gonna there's still gonna be seven gallons in there and but it's not, I mean empty. but we've all
0: experienced this for years now that this is a thing you can choose to do. Which is if you, if you prepay for gas, a thing they introduced a while back, you spend less than if they have to top off the tank. And, you know, to a certain point, it certainly it can, it can kind of makes sense. Especially yeah. if you know you might be late or something like that. And my, my wife said, you know what? I will pay for your video game. I oh. will prepay. I will prepay for the tank. And I will bring this car back to you. And we will have played a video game. Uh-huh. So, we drive all the way back from Yosemite. We get back. We drop things off at the house. My lady says, okay, I'm going to go drop off the car. She takes it there. She drops it off. They said, oh, oh you, uh, this tank is almost empty. Uh And she said, damn right. It's almost empty video game. Yeah. I said, well, you didn't, you didn't prepay for the gas. Uh And she says, I most certainly did prepay for the gas. Otherwise I would not have brought it back empty. Do you see my logic here? And they're saying, no, there's nothing here on the paper or in the computer that says that you prepaid for the gas. So we're going to try, I think it was something like a hundred dollars or something ridiculous to fill the tank. Sure. So she lost the video game, even though she played the video game. She went with their rules. She played by their rules. Now, okay, is, is this the end of the world? No, it's not. No, but no, it hurts. It's just it, 100 hurts it hurts your heart, and it kind of ruined the day. It was Mother's Day, and she was very yeah. sad about that. Yeah, it's like you know that, you know that's not cool. So what are you going to do now? You sound like a crazy person. You're like, well, of course I did, but no, she just dealt with some tingling person who had not noted that down, and I guess bad on her for not inspecting every line of the that's receipt it. that
1: came out. That's it. It's her fault because she didn't sit and read the receipt. She should out loud. have gotten
0: the fly, the drive to status program, where she could have driven around yeah. the parking lot. You
1: drive to status. <laughs> you drive That's to it. status, right? It's I, a ticket it to the I, stars. I, uh, I took a, a rental car back not that long ago, and I had, I had checked, twelve p.m. instead of twelve a.m.
0: Oh, a.m. p.m. <laughs>
1: Something like that.
0: Why separate knob? Why separate knob?
1: And The price would have been the same, right? They're just like, Uh when do you want to bring it back? They didn't tell uh, you it was GMT. Yeah, right. But it's like, it it doesn't matter. Like if you checked one hour or you check four hours later, it sort of doesn't matter when you're booking it because it's not, it wouldn't have been a separate day. Right. It was just like, I think it was a thing where I, I said I was going to bring it back at one and I I, I should have put four something like that. You oh, know? But it was, same it day. Have, same day. But you, oh, same, so you missed you missed your deadline. You hit your day. You missed your deadline. That's right. I <sighs> missed my I missed my deadline. And I and I was like, oh, well, yeah, sorry. I thought I'm sorry that I, I should have pushed four. And they're like, yeah, well, we give you a we we give you a window. Oh, they gave you a window but you've exceeded the window. Mm-hmm. And I they was don't, like... You know, they
0: don't have to give you that window. They just do that out of the goodness of their heart, give me the window.
1: That's right. That's right. And I was like, oh, well, so I'll pay, you know, what is it, like another hour or something or another two hours, whatever that is. I don't is, think you right? understand. You don't understand the window, John. I'm renting the car by the hour, I guess. Uh, I mean, if I had signed up for the window, what? what, what? And they're just like, it's
0: $150. <laughs> that's the entirety of what it cost us to rent the crossover SUV.
1: Yeah. And I said... One hundred and
0: fifty dollars, American. I
1: said, that "Are we can't still possibly... playing a video game at this point?" Can I talk to the manager? And they're like, nah, I am the manager. <laughs> I am the manager. Uh, and, uh, I am uh, Robert Hertz." And her, her, uh, her, <laughs> her badge said Arless,
0: <laughs> and. I was like, I She's just smiling and shaking like a closed lip smile, eyes closed, just shaking her head slowly side to side.
1: And you know, they're a human being, right? So they're bracing for this, which they know is unreasonable. Yeah. And I said, well, and this is the crazy thing because you're like, well, I know you're, I know you are a person and there's a keystroke (laughs) that you could make that this would go away. So how do I lower myself? To a to a status so low, because I can I do not have status so high that I can do anything about this. Because if I did, hundred dollars wouldn't matter to me. I would have rented the biggest car, and I would have put it on gold platinum status card, right? And my assistant—it's would it's have like done.
0: people say—it's the high price of being poor. Like yeah. when you when you're trying to be economical and price sensitive about something, that's
1: when you get all the fujis. That's that's how they get you. And so so. I'm, I'm you're trying to calibrate like we all do. What is the lowness that I am prepared to, to uh, subject myself to? Like, where, how low can I grovel to make Arliss feel what? I guess sympathy is the only ploy I human, have.
0: Like a, like a kind of human sympathy. Because you I cannot see I, say, see. I see from the facts of the matter that this was a misunderstanding and that you're in a situation here. And I and I could choose to help you out.
1: Because you can't say, I'm never going to use your product again. Eh. That that no longer has any weight, even though that used to be the thing that you said. You'd stand at the counter and you'd say, I'm never gonna patronize this business again if you don't treat me with a little dignity. Right. Well, you can't say that now because if you say I'm never going to use Hertz again, they're like, well, go over to Avis, which is basically in the same booth, and we just trade hats. Like they're not, they're not even separate companies. They're all owned by Facebook. <laughs>